Welcome everybody to the Bluefield University Coaches Show. As you can hear, the uh, men's volleyball team all coming out to support a later guest in Coach Alvarez. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of the recap for the weekend and some upcoming things going hand in hand. Of course, tomorrow night at the Dome, our women's volleyball team will take on Union College. Uh, they actually played twice this weekend. They played against Bryan College on Friday where they lost in three sets but came back the following day when they drove a little farther from Dayton into Athens, Tennessee and took on Tennessee Wesleyan and swept them in three. Of course, our men's soccer team and women's soccer team both dropped matches this weekend uh, during our Mercer Mall Community Day. Uh, but they will be coming back to the East River Soccer Complex on Wednesday when they both take on Montreat College, but of course the pigskin, the biggest thing this weekend, this past weekend we took on number 12, Reinhardt University down in Waleska, Georgia, and coach, uh, of course it was a 49-35 game, but you guys scored 22 points in the final quarter. Kind of take us through that game. Well, it was kind of the tale of two halves. Uh you know, if we can ever learn to play a full game and, uh, and and not make the three or four mistakes in there that, that cost us, uh, you know, we had a great opportunity on, on Saturday. And, and Reinhardt obviously been to the national playoffs, has won our league uh, last four or five years in a row, a uh, tremendous football team. And it, obviously we wanted to win the game, but coming out of there, you know, we've, we've closed the gap a little bit on them. And uh, But we had 484 yards of total offense, 31st downs, uh, Strickland and, and, and Ebron, 11 catches and 10 catches apiece. And they, I think between both of them they had three touchdowns. Her stitch threw for 418. Um the big thing, because we've been, you know, doing that pretty consistently, the defense shut out Reinhardt in the third and fourth quarter. That was huge. Held him to 60 yards. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that was, that was huge. And, guys, thank you for being out here. I know you support Coach A, but I know you behind all of us too. Thank you all for being here. And uh, But, you know, it, it was a very, very good ball game. And uh, – you know, we had three interceptions that you can't make. We had a punch snap over the punter's head that gave a touchdown. I mean, we were behind 14 to nothing before we got off the bus. But the kids settled in. They didn't give up. They played hard. And hopefully that's going to carry us over these next five weeks. You know, we, Warner's going to be a good football team. Well, they're all going to be good. It's the Mid-South. And uh, the Mid-South, you better strap it on each week. But Warner is a team. The last time we played, I believe Bob was saying uh, – it was a makeup game during a hurricane, and uh, Coach Schaefer, I, I called my buddy down there, and he decided to come up here, and uh, we were a young team and ended up beating them in overtime. I believe it was 13-10 to 10 on a field goal. So uh, hopefully we'll go down there, play as hard as we've been playing these last three weeks against the top 20 in the country, and uh, hopefully we'll bring back a, a victory. Now, let's break down your answer a little bit there. Of course, a big thing was Nathan Hurtchest having 418 yards. And right now, he's at 1579 on the season, the second best in school history. The last time that this happened, uh, Aiden Wilder in 2019 had 2,190 passing yards. I mean, that's 
that in itself is phenomenal. And only half the season he's already gotten over 1,500 yards. Well, and and, and that's a uh, you know let's give the credit where credit is due. He's he's pretty darn good and has a quick release and uh, he's a gamer. He was taking some licks Saturday, kept getting up. But our offensive line's done a great job of protecting him. There was an All-American or two on that defensive front at Reinhardt this past Saturday, and he was able to get the ball off. And then obviously our receivers are, you know, they're second to none. And with the combination of Hurstitch, Josh Nelson, our offensive line, our receivers, we have the number one pass offense in the country. So, you know, that's something to to, to boast about and brag on those kids because they've done a, they've done a nice job. But uh, we're close as a team. We're a lot closer than our record indicates, and uh, hopefully we can, you know, get a few wins here down the stretch. Yes, <laughs> and, of course, you guys go into halftime 49-13. to 13. What did you tell your boys going into the second half? I mean, you guys ended up scoring 22 unanswered points in half number two, of course, only sadly losing by a score. But that in itself is phenomenal against such a highly ranked opponent. You ready for this? We changed absolutely nothing. We changed absolutely nothing because what we were doing offensively was there. We just had to finish and execute and not turn the ball over. Defensively, we just had to execute what we were trying to do. And Coach Kaklis and I were laughing about that today because we did absolutely nothing other than keep playing hard, don't point fingers, and see what happens. And that's exactly what we did. And, and that's what we have to learn to do is go out there and just play and minimize our mistakes. And if we'll do that, we'll, you know, we'll have a good football team and we can win. But, you know, when you're trying to build a team and build a culture, the next step of winning when you haven't won, that's tough. That's difficult, and the only way to do that is to win a few games. And and in this Mid-South Conference, you know, when you play Georgetown, Ryan Hart, Faulkner back-to-back, and we've had chances to win these last two weeks. We really have. And uh, But now we've got to do it and then start winning and start winning consistently, and, and that's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to hang in there and uh, just keep working at it, and that's what we did in the second half on Saturday. Now, you, you talked about it, how um, you guys have taken a couple looks on the field. Of course, you guys had your last three games being three ranked opponents. Uh, what are you telling your guys to keep going through that? I know that cannot be a very fun road to go on. You know, what's kind of their team-wise that kind of keeps those guys motivated? Well, they know what they're capable of, and they know what they have to do. Now we have to continue to work at that and get better at it. And they realize that our morale is really good. It's not bad at all. I mean, we just keep keep plugging and keep playing. And, uh, and you know, our coaches do a good job of keeping everybody together. And, and, and we've got good team leaders. You know, you talk about DeMarcus Wimbush uh, on defense. Sam Kirtley does a great job of leading. Uh, Kadarius Fanazi, offensively, Jaquan Ebron. How, boy, has he matured in the last three years. And uh, uh, Joe Hayner and Josh Wright and all those kids. I mean, they just – they're great kids. They play hard, and they continue to work. And, and you know, it's like don't – let's not worry about the score on the scoreboard, so to speak. Just keep playing. 
keep playing hard, and then that's what they've done. And hopefully we'll continue to do that, and and, uh, and we'll get a few wins here down the stretch. And, of course, you know, this week you guys are going to be taking on Warner Pacific down in Lake Wales, Florida. And you mentioned they, the last time you guys played was a 13-10 overtime win in 2017. What's this team like? Warner, they're a typical Florida team. Now, I coached down at Weber before I came to Bluefield, and we're actually playing in Lakeland at Lakeland Christian. It's a very nice complex, nice field. But if you know anything about Florida football, when you talk, when you talk the best high school football in the country, um, you, you talk about Florida, you talk about Texas. Oh, yeah. And uh, – <laughs> Who's from Texas over there? We got any? Florida? Okay. But uh, great, great, great athletes down there. You know, when I went down there, I couldn't believe. We were in Polk County. Weber and Warner's in Polk. And Weber and Warner are actually five minutes apart. Wow. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, they, they, they play their game. It's the Lake Junaluska Classic or whatever. But anyhow, Polk County, there were 47 Division One football players in 2016 signed just out of Polk County. Yeah. Now, that's not even talking about, and Coach A can tell you about Dade County and Broward County, yeah. and I'm sure there was twice or three times as many in those two. But that's the the kind of state. We've got several players on our roster from Florida that are good. Nathan Herstitch, where's he from? Harmony, Florida. Tavarius Corbett, where's he from? He's from Florida, down in Miami. Uh, I mean, there's just tremendous athletes down there, and there are so many of them. They all can't go to school in Florida because there's just too many of them. And, uh, but Warner, will. They, they've got a great team speed. Uh, they've got athletes everywhere. It'll be a great challenge for us. Um, they'll be they'll be not quite as experienced as some of the teams we've been playing. Uh, but uh, can they run? Absolutely. Can they play? Absolutely. They come from great programs. So, like I said, they're three and three. It ought to be a good contest. So, you know, of course, you know, you're looking forward to this kind this contest. Uh, what's kind of your game plan going into this one? Is it any different than any other week? Well, I mean, you know, you look at a team and you try to take advantage of, of what they're trying to do defensively and, and, and offensively. And for us on offense, and I work with the quarterbacks and the receivers and uh, work with Coach Ketchum. He runs our offense, Coach Gill, uh, coaches the running backs. We have to go in each week expecting something different than what they've been showing because we're chunking it a little bit. And uh, so they play uh, uh, six under two deep, five under three deep kind of thing. So they're going to be very soft and in, in, in trying to play some zone, I would assume. Um, you know, Reinhardt didn't change a thing. Are they going to run man? And, you know, if you run man, it's hard to run with some of those kids that we have out there. Uh, so it ought to be interesting. But they're going to play a three-man front. They're going to have one middle linebacker. And they're going to commit seven to coverage. So, you know, maybe we might be able to run the football a little bit more this week. But uh, that's kind of what they've been showing on film. Um, who knows? But when you start stacking four here, four by one, and and doing some crazy stuff, uh, 
we tried to apply pressure on the defense by mixing those coverages and uh, and seeing where they line up. And then, you know, you put one of your better receivers here and you put one of your better receivers over there. If they try to double here, we're going there. If they don't, then we try to move people around and create some confusion. And I think with some good athlete, a good athlete at quarterback, some good athletes at receivers, if you cause some confusion defensively, then you got a chance. So that's what we'll try to do. Well, uh, Coach Lust, thank you so much for joining me this week. And, uh, of course, you can catch the men's football team in action this Saturday away at, you said, Lakeland Christian School? Lakeland Christian against Warner University. Yes, sir. Lakeland's not too – that's where uh, Southeastern is, right? Yeah, that's exactly where Southeastern okay. is. Uh-huh. You got too far from anywhere, just all um, in that, that giant area. Oh, huh? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, of course, like I said, you can catch them in this – this Saturday, and uh, well, thank you so much, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you. And let's give it up for the men's volleyball team and Coach A. Good job. You say you have vision, but where's it taking you? Because true vision is seeing what could be, contending with the status quo. It's taking what shapes you and using it to shape the world. It's the higher calling from the one who calls you his own. The higher vision, where visionaries are made. It's taking the higher road to a higher education. It's about discovering what God's placed inside of you is exactly what you need. It's knowing that to lead is to serve. And a life poured out is a life full and meaningful. So go. Go beyond the normal. Go stronger than before. Go make your mark. Make your impact. Go further. Say word. Word. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and we're back here for the remainder of the coaches show here with head men's volleyball coach, Coach Alfonso Alvarez. Yay! <laughs> and I love the excitement. I hope that men's volleyball comes out for the rest of the coaches shows. Yay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Coach, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Jackson. And the first thing I have to ask you about, well, we saw a post go out today about Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, where are you, uh, where's your ethnicity from? My ethnicity is Cuban, so I'm born and raised in Miami, Florida, but my parents are from Cuba. And so they migrated back in the late 50s, early 60s, and uh, yeah. So uh, what does your Hispanic heritage mean to you? It means the world to me, Jackson, to be honest with you. Um, the way I was you know, raised and understood my heritage and, and what it meant to be a Cuban-American um, I'll, I'll be honest, at first when I was a kid, I kind of resented it a little bit. Like, I really didn't understand it. I wanted to be like my friends at school, you know, and, and things 
kind of progressed from there. And now as an adult, I really appreciate it a lot more. And I'm really, really proud to say I'm a Cuban American. And, uh, and it's, it's, it means the world. And, and for me to be able to succeed in life and represent my family and represent my heritage is a very big thing for me. Well, that's awesome. Now, the, uh, the big thing we're here is men's volleyball starts up a little bit in January. I know you guys have been practicing recently. How are the practices been going? Well, the, th these guys are a ton of fun. I tell you what, they, <laughs> they you know, we were, <laughs> we were scheduled to do some, something else today. And, and then we heard about the coaches show and said, well, we got to come to the coaches show and, and they just, I think they showed up yelling, you know, and, and being loud. And it's just everything they decide to do, they figure out a way to make fun and have fun with it. So um, practices have been really energetic, really fun. We've had some crazy 6 a.m. practices, 8 p.m. practices, whenever we can get in the gym as we schedule around the other teams. And uh, I think the big thing for them a big low, if you will, a negative for them is if I cancel practice. If I cancel practice, they'll be upset with me for the rest of the day. Yeah, see? <laughs> so they, they really enjoy it. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Of course, you, you have this awesome upcoming season that will start in early January. What are you looking most forward to this season? Progress. Um, I think that when first got here in the spring of 2020, it was a really rough season for us. It was our first year together. Uh, we only got 13, 14 matches in, and then we were shut down for COVID. And then recruiting was a big, big challenge after that. And then even now, recruiting's still challenging. But we've got – we had a roster of eight. Now we're at 15. And wow. so we, we're really excited about what the group can look like. We saw a lot of those first-time first freshmen make a big jump from one semester to the next, and now we're hoping that second group makes that big jump. And, and really looking forward to competing at a high level. Uh, and, of course, you guys, you have quite a number of uh, veterans on this team, of course. Uh, uh, Gadiel Diaz, uh, Caleb Ward, uh, Kobe Mortar, a, a lot of those really big names that we talked about on the court last year. Uh, what kind of growth have you seen from them? Well, I could tell you, one guy that, that, and to be honest with you, they all came back different i saw all of them go home and we gave them strict important workout plans and i feel like they all completed that to the t i saw them come back and they look different i was like "Ooh, i can't wait to get started jadiel diaz i can't wait to see what he looks like he, he's doing some really good things out on the court we've got a couple of new freshmen that are coming in that we're really excited about um in in fernand morales and as well as jamari starks he's a virginia kid um, that we're really looking forward to seeing a lot of good things come from Jamari. Um, but, you know, as they say, it's their freshman season, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're still going through that learning curve. But really excited to see what Alvaro Grande can do as well. He's come back. He looks strong. Um, but I can't forget some of the upperclassmen like Eric Duran. Like, this is his final season, right? And so really rooting for the guy. We're pushing him hard to, to make that extra jump forward so that he can really enjoy his senior year. Now, um, of, co of course, uh, legend for men's volleyball here in Alberto Ciparini uh, graduates last year. But you know, there's a lot of positives from that. His great leadership has definitely spread on to the rest of the team. Uh, have you seen a lot of that? Listen, my first goal 
in in this recruiting class was how do I replace Alberto Ciparini, right? Like I, a lofty goal. You, there's no way you could replace that mm-hmm. kid, right? He was just a special athlete, a special student. And what's really cool is that he stayed in the community and he's a teacher now, right? He's graduated and now he stayed within the community. He's a, I want to say a middle school teacher of some sort. I'm going to go visit him one of these days and get his class all revved up just to get back at him a little bit. But uh, I'm excited for him. I think that, uh, you know, that's just a strong young man that, that came and made a big presence in our program and now it continues to make a big impact in the community. Uh, and something I forgot to mention about uh, Hispanic Heritage Month is you you have quite a, a lot of international students that are a part of your team. Uh, does that cultural, you know, just like uh, everybody's part of it. A lot of people understand it. And I know that the, the group of guys like the men's volleyball team, they're the tightest group of guys. I absolutely love them because they do so much for, for everybody, anything with the dome. I uh, know that's my favorite thing to call when they do volleyball is when they, uh, the sweet sweepers <laughs> go out there and, and sweep the sweat. Or, um, of course, Jovian Banks helps a lot with camera. And, you know, I have to thank you so much for a lot of the stuff you do. You've done so much in your, your short time here. Uh, I forgot what my question was. I went on a rant there. <laughs> Jackson, listen, man, there's a lot of things you just talked about. But I want to touch upon this. For us, it's really important that these young men not only – get a degree, not only learn how to play volleyball at a high level, but also become leaders and servant leaders at that, right? And so we talk about that all the time. We talk about our hashtag, go further. We talk about, you know, what it means to be more than an athlete. We talk about a lot of things. We have these great Bible studies and we talk about culture, what the culture of our program looks like and how we're going to influence the rest of our campus with that culture. And we adhere to it. We discuss it every single day, whether it's practicing volleyball whether it's playing a game or prepping the dome for a game all right or working line judges for the women's team for us it's a really big deal that we do everything top notch top level stuff and i'm really proud of these guys because they take it to heart and they are just a great group of kids that constant work ethic that is to be proud of and i just i can't wait for the season to start to see what we look like and i did remember a question and and First off, I like I said, I, I am personally proud of all those guys. They do so much for the, the, the sports community here. But uh, what I forgot to mention when we talked about Hispanic Heritage Month is that you have so many members of the uh, Hispanic community on your team. Uh, is it kind of easy to – because everybody's kind of used to that culture. Brother, it, it's, it's interesting. It's challenging at the same time, right? So it's fun, interesting, and challenging. We have a group of guys – from Virginia. We have a group of guys from Puerto Rico. We've got one from Honduras. We have one whose family's from Spain. We have another one from Dominican Republic. And we'll get at practice. We'll just randomly start talking in Spanish. And we forget that half the team doesn't understand what we're saying. And so (laughs) they're yelling, yeah, we do. We figured it out already. But and so we have to stop and we have to translate or, or I'll get on somebody and, you know, the Cuban comes out. Right. And so I have to stop Say, here's what I just said to them with all that. And they're, they're just cracking up laughing, you know. And so it, it, it's just uh, we've learned a lot of culture, a lot of different cultures too, right? And so that's been a big deal for us as well. We've seen our country go through challenges with, with all the different ethnicities and races. And we've had some great conversations as to what that means and how we want to be and how we want to be portrayed and how we want to be respected. And it's just 
it, it's been a very good time, very fun time, and, and I'm very proud of these guys. Well, Coach Alvarez, thank you so much for joining me. This is uh, great having you on the show. And like I said, thank you so much to all you guys who showed up today. It means a lot. <laughs> thank you for having us, Jackson. Appreciate you very much. Thank of course. You. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, just to let you guys know, to remind you guys a little bit what's going on this week. Of course, uh, starting tomorrow at 6.30 p.m., the women's volleyball will host Union College at the Dome. Uh, you'll definitely see the men's volleyball team there. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, men's and women's soccer will be taking on Montreat later this week on Wednesday at the East River Soccer Complex. Uh, another thing to mention is that Mountaintop Madness takes place next Thursday, October 20th at the Dome. And, uh, of course, I want to thank our sponsor, The Grind, 103 Spring Street, they uh, they do so much, and uh, I know that Coach uh, Dewey Lusk raves so much about the peach tea here all the time. <laughs> and uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, of course, Coach uh, or not Coach, but uh, our regular host Joey Jarvis uh, could not be with us today as we pray for him and his family. They had an unexpected uh, family emergency, but he's in our thoughts and prayers. Yes. But uh, but thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe and. Uh, Take it easy, Rams fans. Go Rams! Fire!